Hello there, this is Deep Thoughts and Theories. I am Sean, and this is Austin. What's up? <laughs> and we are here to dive deep into this week's topic, uh, national currency and cryptocurrency. Uh, how was your week, Austin? Well, my week has been actually pretty good. Uh, last week, I was looking for jobs. I actually got a job offer that I'm going to be taking, so that's uh, that's good. Um, when is it? Hard. Yeah. What was that? What what job offer did you accept? Um, so it's uh actually a family owned business, basically an electrician. So, oh nice. And uh, gonna work on programming with their databases and stuff. So that's gonna be some fun stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, I mean, it's been a pretty stressful week, especially with gas prices and all that. Yeah. So I mean, and then also I had to travel up uh, north. And just in gas with that was, uh, I think it was like $170 just to go up and down. Dang. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So, I mean, that was pretty stressful, making sure I had enough money and everything like that. Um, other than me, how was your week, Sean? Your week was good. Uh started in my second week. Yeah, second week at this new job. Um, I've been liking it. It doesn't pay the best, but I'm happy. I was able to bring my dog to work. I'm starting to get <laughs> really. Yeah, so that's cool. She enjoys that, just relaxing all day while I'm busy moving pots and everything and crap around. Um, I wish I could bring my dog to work, but I don't think they would enjoy a freaking hairy dog in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. Yeah, I'm still worried about yeah this pay period, and hopefully it pays off a little bit, but that's okay. Um, I think you, I think you'll be all right. Yeah, so it will be good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this topic. Yeah, you and me, which is everyone. I feel like is struggling money wise, and so it will be interesting. Um, oh yeah, especially with the crazy inflation on the gas prices, all because of uh, the whole the U.S. Um, banning Russian oil. Yeah, which is kind of interesting, nonetheless. That uh, the Russian oil, I think I. I, I from what I heard, was only about like eight percent of what the U.S. gets. Yeah. So, like, it how it can affect the gas price so much just by that eight percent, it kind of makes me wonder if, like, we lost bigger countries' oil on what that would do with gas prices. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I don't know. I th I think there's a lot more that is in, that is affecting gas prices like that. I don't think it's just based off oil. I think it's been going up. Like, even if all this wasn't happening it would still be high no matter what but i don't know it depends i think it plays an effect but i think there's multiple things catching up and multiple things affecting it could you think of something that would affect it though i mean that has happened in the past like what uh... a month and a half yeah not as quick as it as an impact um but I don't know. It, it depends. I mean, there's always inflation, but I think it was just bound to happen, honestly. So I yeah, mean, it's the sad reality of same with the housing they... market. That's been going crazy the last couple months, and it's just like, yeah, like that didn't oh, yeah. do anything. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. So I mean, prices are crazy. Living prices. In today's are crazy. episode, we will be asking so, some questions I mean, and answering based on our knowledge, experience. Yeah. And what we think on these questions. Some answers will be more in-depth than others. Some 
of our answers will not be as in depth. <laughs> so, um, after our first topic, currency, we will dive right into our second topic, which would be cryptocurrency. Also, don't forget to email us your questions or comments at our email address, deepthoughtstheories at gmail.com. It's deep thoughts and theories without the end. We have new episodes every week on Sunday, so stay tuned. Follow us on that Spotify and uh, hope you enjoy. All right, so this topic is currency, anything relating to currency. It's just basically that very generic, very broad topic. So we can try to get multiple spectrums of this one word of a topic. A question that we can think of is why do you think we started using paper money instead of trade or gold and silver? I think it's interesting. I, I thought about this a couple of times. I like the idea of it. Um, I think it would have been fun to be in that time period. And it made sense to me logically. I understand like at the very beginning before we had gold and silver like doing trade um, that would have died out people would have got bored or it would be unfair but yeah once we got gold like it made sense and everyone you kind of used the same currency which was nice but yeah ever since we kind of started using money it kind of got messy and complex and probably not the best but yeah i don't know um i think we started using paper money just because it was easier there you know there's only so much gold we can dig up and silver so basically just saving materials and stuff but even like nowadays, we still dig stuff up. So kind of doesn't make sense on why we wouldn't use materials, especially on how we used gold and silver, because like you pass off the money once you buy stuff. So it kind of, you know, recycles itself. So what's your thoughts on that kind of? Um, why we started using paper money it instead of trader gold or and silver, anything around the more materialistic items. Um, if I remember correctly, I know they started using paper money as an IOU from the government, especially when um, the at least back in early the United States, um, it was actually illegal to have gold. And so. Oh. Yeah, it, it it was illegal to have gold and um that that's when they started using paper money or the like bills that you probably have seen like from like late 1800s something like that but it was basically an IOU but I mean it's easier for sure like what you were saying that it's easier to carry around obviously because you can't really put gold in your wallet but yeah, I, I feel doesn't weigh as much. <laughs> it doesn't weigh as much as exactly. Um, and with the paying with gold, I remember watching something about it that uh, you'd actually have to take around back in the like old times, uh, like when they were doing like gold mining a lot, the gold rush and all this stuff where they were actually paying for uh, items with gold. You would take your own little scale that you would hold and put in put on like these pre-measured weights that would come with this kit and then you would put your gold pieces on it until it weighed that amount and that's how much it was like a predetermined amount with that gold another thing i know um oh wait no because that wouldn't relate to this topic <laughs> I, I was about to go further in but 
I mean, I could put it this way. Um, with paper money, the more you print, the lesser the value of that money gets. Whereas with gold or silver, they typically stay even. That It doesn't fluctuate or go high or go low a lot. It, it typically stays steady. So, I mean, it really depends on the types of situations, but yeah, we, I, I could see why we use paper money now because it's easier. And I mean, every country has their own unique currency. Not, not really because I can think of many countries that use the same currency as other countries, but I guess we just had to be the special ones and use the U S dollars. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Would you have liked to stay in that time period? Well, it's not really the time period. Like, if there was never, like, if paper money was never really invented, obviously it probably would have been invented no matter what, so it was inevitable. In order to have some kind of other item that would cost not as much, but you would be able to easily carry around. Um, But, I mean... If you were talking about that time period, it would be interesting. And I mean, there would be different places you could actually get money in those times then because you could just go out mining. I, I don't know if there was people that would do that. But I mean, if you're an adventurous person, you could go mining. Yeah. And I mean, I've mined before. I've gone into caves out here in like the mountains. And actually, we located a gold vein and uh, mined the gold vein out of the cave and uh was able to get some gold wasn't very much but we got some gold so i mean if you know where to look back in those days i feel like you could probably well obviously make a living just based off mining from mines you find in the open is it stealing maybe yeah just don't get caught (laughs) (laughs) yeah it would be interesting yeah um so Overall, since we do have paper money, what do you kind of think the positives and negatives been by having money, um, paper money in general? I mean, one negative I can think of off the bat is no matter which country you go into, you're going to have to exchange your home currency into whatever currency they're in. And depending on where you go, it can be a very bad experience because they charge out the wazoo for converting your let's say u.s dollars into euros charging like what a 15 euro charge on changing out like 500 dollars into what 450 something euros yeah so i mean that that's one negative about it but also another negative would is uh the constant change of the values of each paper money i guess it's yeah. not more paper money but more of the paper money and coins um each day they lose a little bit of value because more and more just keeps getting made i agree i think a huge negative that i see a lot is seeing your money devalue itself like any day it could crash or any day like the US dollar or any type of currency, it can just kind of devalue itself or become less. And that's kind of always scary. Yeah, you do bring up a good point that the reason uh, prices inflate is because the dollar goes down. So that's why things become more expensive. So, I mean, it's easy to put in perspective if you take one US dollar. Yeah. 
exchange that into pesos and that's like here, let me let me actually get the actual dollar amount you know one usd two pesos um that's 20.04 mexican pesos and I, i've never been to mexico but how much could 20 pesos get you um 20 pesos what can i get for 20 pesos huh um, so what you can get for 20 pesos is three Coca-Cola Coke bottles, apparently two liters or about half a gallon of premium lead free gasoline. Nice. So you can get that's, more. <laughs> yeah, that's actually cheap. Wow. That's surprising. But I understand. Yeah. Just in general and just having that money be unconsistent sucks <laughs> i know yeah that's that's the thing like great british pound is more than a u.s dollar the euro is more than the u.s dollar and that i believe the the u.s dollar is less than the yen or no more than a yen another another negative thing about paper money or <laughs> we keep on calling it paper money i guess you can just say dollar bill um <laughs> no it's not just dollar bill it's coins too yeah true. that's the thing coins and money or bills yeah. bills and coins true but another negative that i kind of always think about too is just kind of like you always hear like oh the government can print as much money as they want you know because yeah it's like we kind of take it for granted because we can print as much as we want um so like the government kind of messes that up um but just overall like people themselves like you know, a lot of which could be a positive depends on how you look at it. If you're like a business standpoint or more of a, you know, person standpoint. But yeah, just like devaluing it, like, oh, I have so much money, like not a lot of value in the money, but just because we know there's a lot of it out there to get. Yeah, we kind of devalue it and we're like, oh, we can spend money here and there when we probably shouldn't and we should value the money more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so here's one question. If the government can print and make as much money as they can or want, right? Why are we in a US national coin shortage? Well, I never have understood why. But yeah, but the coins are still using materials and stuff. Yes, materials. But yeah. what actually made it so the U.S. went into a national coin shortage back in 2020? I actually haven't done too much research into that. But it makes some sense. I mean, if coins are using materials that are less and less, like paper, like the bills were not a bill shortage. So like the bills were still printing a lot more and we we're fine with that. But the coins kind of make sense with all the mountains and all the mining we've we've been doing the last couple of decades yeah okay so at least according to the federal reserve apparently the covid19 pandemic significantly disrupted normal circulation patterns for u.s coins how could it be trade systems oh it could have been that they had to shut the whole mint down yeah for more than a year so they didn't have enough to put it out into the economy yeah maybe. i mean there's I'm like going over this, like just skimming over it, and it really doesn't say anything. I don't know. It could be, it could be lots of things. If it's based off, yeah, the COVID and pandemic, it could definitely be yeah, ah. trade systems or something. There we go. So yeah, I was, I was right. The slowed pace of circulation reduced the available inventories. Okay. So just because of COVID shutdown, screwed over the U.S. nation with the coins. 
So yeah, it's interesting that that popped in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, what about that? But what about bills? Like, why is there no shortage of bills? Because we still have plenty of trees, even though people, I don't John. know. John, what? wait, one, one second. I think. And I know some countries too, like, I don't know if we still use trees. I still think we do from like the US dollar. Um, but I know a couple of countries, they're switching over from using like paper and wood to um, plastics. They're actually making like plastics or their currency. Sean, which... have you have you ever felt a dollar bill? Yes. I was, I'm like, I was a little skeptical. I was skeptical because that does not feel like paper, not made from trees. Well, they used to be at some point. I, I don't, don't think so. They've all, they've mostly been linen fibers and cotton fibers. Okay, well, either way, still materials. That's why they can go through the washing machine and not get ruined. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because if it was paper, then it would have been screwed. Uh, true. But I've heard some companies switching to plastics, which is interesting. Plastic. Some countries? Yeah. It's uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, plastic isn't really biodegradable, so I mean, having bills that are made out of plastic, I mean... <laughs> It's kind of like having like a piece of paper that's laminated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of is. I don't think that would fold very well either. Eh, I can find an image of it. it. It looks pretty much like a dollar bill. It's very hard to find, but I think, uh, where was it starting? Can you think of any positive with paper money? The only thing I can really think of is like, I mean, it's easier to visualize on how much you have with paper money. Yeah. But it's also better to carry around because no matter how big of a stack you have, it will usually be light. I mean, now if you have like millions of dollars in cash and dollar bills that is filling a huge room, it's kind of way a hefty amount, but but in general, yeah. It'd be a lot lighter than well, okay. Take it this way. Would it be lighter to have bills of nine hundred ninety-nine thousand dollars or one gold brick that weighs I think they're like fifteen fifteen pounds, ten to fifteen no. pounds? What would weigh more? A million dollars in cash or that gold bar. I think the dollars outweigh the gold at that, like that significant portion. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it depends. I think it is nice though how money is lighter and doesn't take up as much space. Um, just uh, you know, to a basic every day to day scale. So each dollar weighs one gram. You have nine hundred ninety nine thousand. So that's like what, at least nine hundred pounds. Uh, so nine hundred ninety-nine thousand grams to pounds would be about yeah. Oh my god, twenty-two hundred yeah, okay. pounds. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the gold. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you s reduce that, so say you have nine hundred ninety-nine thousand dollars, right? And then you have that all in one hundred-dollar bills. So that means you have nine thousand nine hundred. 90 bills so what that would mean so that's 9,990 which would be 21 pounds so no matter what let me, let me look at how much does but like can you think of any other positives um, i i can't depend ah, a solid gold bar roughly valued around 750,000 us dollars weighs 
about 27.4 pounds. My God. Yeah, you would, you would need a couple of gold bars. So there there might be instances where gold might be better than the bill. Yeah. You see? Yeah, I don't know. So. That's, that's hard. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah, there's kind of like the basic positives that are kind of easy and like why we switched to pay for money. But I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot more negatives just kind of seeing inflation and the value of the money and paper just kind of being yeah see another another thing about paper money is like you were saying they could just print off yeah. as much as they want right but with the gold and all this materialistic uh stuff um there's a limited amount so when we run out we run out what's in these circulation is what we have so yeah um i guess enough on that question <clears throat> Uh, if there was one currency for everyone, what should it be? Should it be the U.S. dollar or another currency from another country or a new con- currency that is new for everyone? Hmm. I, I've grown up with a U.S. dollar my whole life, so I don't. And I, I think the U.S. dollar is superior. It's you know it probably is, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, if we had one currency for everyone. I feel like we would probably create a new currency uh, just so we can price it or value it fair and everything. It would be a lot easier to start new compared to changing a whole system, like changing the U.S. dollar to fit. Probably start with a new currency, I would think. Uh, What do you think? So what I would think is if we were going based off of one currency, I think the U.S. dollar is nothing superior. I'm sorry to say that, but... The U.S. dollar, no. The U.S. currency, it, there's only one country that uses it, and that's the U.S. Where we got uh, all these European countries that use euro or their own country currency. Um, but they don't have as much as U.S. does. U.S. has printed way more dollars than they have combined, I think. I that, that, that doesn't make it more superior, though. <laughs> You're right. <true>. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, when... You talk about currency with anybody, the three that come into mind for probably majority of people would be the U.S. currency, the euros, and maybe the Canadian dollars or even the Mexican peso. I feel like out of all of those, the euro would probably be the most superior if it was to be held as the number one currency of the world. But even then trying to have one currency for the amount of countries there are would be let alone probably impossible yeah i agree because how it the thing is is if inflation happens that happens to everybody not just the one country it's everybody and the prices of everything would be so high because there's how many people are on this planet now they did the census. I think it was like 7.8 billion now, right? That would be, say, everybody had $1 or one euro. That's 7.8 billion euros out in the circulation. That's a lot. And that's just one bill per person. So, and then <clears throat> you got all these other people that have a bunch of money. I, I don't know if they have it all just in the bank or if they have cash and bank. I would assume they would probably have some kind of stash of cash just in case. But I don't know. That's that's just a very hard 
hypothetical that would probably never happen ever yeah the all the only way i can see this happening is if we actually so going based on to a topic that we talked about last week about aliens if we inhabited a new planet they possibly might just make a single currency for that single planet it would be smart cool and that currency comes from directly that planet they do whatever they need to do on that planet with their currency. And then they can also use that currency to intergalactic trade. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right term, but they use that money to trade with Earth and get whatever they need. And then the people that are from Earth can either use that money on Earth uh, to like sell the people that are going to this planet or they go themselves and they can use that money to buy whatever they need on that planet because they only accept that sort of currency on the planet that's like second earth, the second home. So that that's the only instance I could think of. Yeah, that would make sense. There would be one currency for the whole planet. It would be interesting though. Like, yeah, the impact if we did eventually do it, but yeah, I don't know. I I think there would be a lot of uh, hard reasons why we wouldn't be able to get there um like i don't i don't another thing is i don't think all the countries would come to an agreement with that yeah that's the main reason why we wouldn't be able to is because everyone would be like okay who controls it then who values the dollar who prints the dollar everyone would want to control it and it's like we could not make a decision especially with some of the countries we have like russia and north korea or south korea south korea like leaders would not want anyone else to control economics and stuff. <laughs> but no, yeah, North Korea, China, Russia, um, probably Thailand. Uh, yeah, trying to think they of others that us. would probably not be on board with that. I know there would probably be a lot, but what if that they, they created a new currency that every country was able to add a little thing to this new bill? So they add like their own thing to a bill yeah but someone would still have to control it even if it's a new thing who would control it so you have organization overall that would control it that would have so it'd be like kind of like the un that would control it okay yeah that makes sense so you take like some like organization like the un that has a representative from every country no matter what and they control how the currency is what it looks like how much is in circulation and all this other stuff, right? And so you got a 1, 5, 10, 20, 50, 100. So that's six bills. So there's 193 countries in the world in 2022. That would mean there would be around 32.16 countries that would do a certain thing on one bill. Either that be the one, five, 10, 20, 50, or 100. So there's a collaboration of all the countries into this one currency for the whole entire world. I mean, it would never work in a million years, but <laughs> it would be it would be an interesting thing to like actually have a whole currency that is just earth based. And it's 32 countries that add to each one of these bills, either it be the front or the back. So there's 32 countries on each bill. And then you have all of the countries together in that one currency. So it kind of entices Earth as being all these countries together. That is a possibility. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I, I've also read a lot of things like if we did have one currency, it would help out in a lot of different situations. Um, just for like example, like right now we have to exchange currency. I think the I don't know if it was United States. I think it was just in general. Yeah. But like we would save like seven billion or seven trillion just from exchanging money to different types. Um, if we just had one currency, it would save us a lot of money just with exchanging different types of currency. And there's a lot of currency that isn't being used kind of because it is just being held to transfer uh, different money to different types of money. So I don't know if that would be a huge improvement and stuff too. Just saving a lot of hassle and stuff we don't need. I mean, just based off this whole topic is kind of interesting to kind of think about and like the different things you can think about that would be interesting to actually see in the world but you know will never happen like you okay it would actually be an interesting movie idea to actually have like a world that is all based off of one currency that would be an interesting movie yeah it would be interesting just how different life would be if there was just one singular currency for every single country a lot of the topics that we're thinking of were kind of large scale but how like you as a person that said there was one currency how do you think it would affect like your day-to-day so if it was a if we were in a one currency sort of like area situation how would that affect me yeah do you think like in like not inflation but like if you went to the grocery store do you think it would be more expensive or cheaper like i don't know how do you think oh obviously it'd be more expensive because there's going to be more. So, I mean, everything would be way more expensive. And the thing is, is a lot like majority of the countries would probably be about the same pay rate as well, since they're all using the same currency. So pay rate would most likely be the same. Um, Literally food, gas, water, shelters, all going to be very expensive. And I think it would be actually a really hard struggle to try to survive in a world like that yeah true what do you think would like do you think it would impact you i feel like it would i mean depending again it kind of depends on what one we decide to keep or what one to use as the one currency if it was like the u.s dollar i do think things would get more expensive but it probably wouldn't affect me too much it would definitely affect other countries a lot more like africa and russia and stuff like they have different they have so much stuff going on that affects their economy and why their dollars are valued how they are. But yeah, I I don't know if it was a new currency. It probably yeah, it probably would be harder and stuff. Um, just because there is going to be a lot lots of confusion at the beginning. Um, a lot of just trying to find the value of the dollar would be hectic. That would take probably ten years just for everyone to agree or you know to balance it make it not too um confusing yeah um there's also another thing too is like if we did do one currency the old currency that we had we would have to transfer do something with um so another thing was like i forget what again what country or state but like if you were a millionaire in like africa let's say and we switched it to the u.s dollar or something like that you would be like a millionaire and then we switch you would be like a trillionaire by then 
which kind of is weird because you can become like a billionaire or a trillionaire just by switching your dollar if everyone did have the same dollar bill. Um, so yeah, I don't know, just kind of the value of what you are and stuff would be. Yeah, that also brought another uh, thing about it is that the Forex market would no longer be a thing, Yeah, which is a major part of a lot of people's income these days. And for those that don't know what Forex trading is, um, it's basically what Sean actually just kind of explained. Um, coming from a different country where you had a million dollars and then you go to another country that has a very depreciated value of their country's currency. So you go from being a millionaire where you originally came from and then you go to that country and then you're a trillionaire because of the it's basically the value of that money that you just came from is highly more valuable in that country. So the Forex market basically is that where you trade in different sorts of uh, currencies. So like the Japanese yen or uh, the great British pound. And then as it rises or low uh, rises or lowers, you trade based on that. And you try to make a profit. Um, so it's basically like um, stock stocks, trading stocks, but with different currencies. So, I mean, it's kind of complicated. If you kind of look into it, it's pretty freaking compli complicated because there's uh, different times that are best and different times that are the worst. And I've heard a lot of stories with people investing in it and completely losing everything they had and going into hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt overnight, which kind of is pretty similar to, you know, cryptocurrency where people yeah. kind of invest in it and then they go to bed and they wake up and uh, they are super broke. They're in massive amounts of debt within that 12 hours of sleeping. So they invested, say, $1,500 in some kind of cryptocurrency coin and uh, wake up the next morning and they're negative $50,000. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's very interesting, though, um, to see how kind of a current situation we are with currency and all that. Yeah, so the currency was good, but like that, that was an interesting point, though, like if it was singular or like a single currency, it would be very, very hard. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all for currency. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Speaking of cryptocurrency and stuff, yeah, like kind of what are your thoughts with that? I, I know you kind of invested in a couple a way back and stuff and sounds like you lost, a, you know, a little bit of money. But yeah, just like your experience and stuff. And how do you think cryptocurrency kind of works and stuff? Like, what was your thought? And because I looked more into it and yeah, the more I kind of researched about cryptocurrency, I'll talk more about it later. But I just it's kind of interesting on how it works. And I still feel like a lot of people are kind of misinformed about it. Yeah, I've I've had my fair share of cryptocurrency. I mean, I, I was first actually introduced in I want to say 2016 2017 and the way i found out was actually one of my friends from high school and we started investing in cryptocurrency and one of the uh first coins that he well my friend uh, invested in was uh trb or rpb or something like that but it was it was ripple and ripple coin was at i think 
when he invested, he invested $200 in Ripple coin and he invested $200 at eight cents per oh, coin. And he held on to that for a couple months. And the crazy thing is, is he checks back in that couple months and it actually boomed that the whole cryptocurrency market, the whole Ripple coin boomed. And he took that $200 and turned it into $800. And when he told me that, I was like, all right, let me let me see how this stuff works. So I get onto this website, started working on trying to like see how this cryptocurrency market works. And I kind of got the idea of it. I mean, I made probably like $10, $20 here and there. But I mean, it wasn't anything significant to what he made. And I don't know. It's just it's a really hard thing to understand. Like, yeah, you can probably have lucky guesses just like them. And you could probably like read the news or something. I know you can do that with the stock exchange, depending on what uh, is happening with that whole company and stuff. You can try to figure out if you want to buy or sell with that. Um, But cryptocurrency, it's a little more complicated also cryptocurrency i've invested in it i've lost i've won i mean there's a lot of stuff you can do it's i I don't even know how to put it like it's a mystery still kind of it kind of it kind of still is i mean they're still trying to figure like i know there's people that know what exactly what it is like you got your blockchains and you got your whatever and it's just crazy i mean to think that there were people back in what 2000 2010 2011 that were literally like high school graduates or college students they hear this thing about bitcoin and they're like oh well just buy some bitcoins because why the heck not what is this thing and freaking 10 years later it's worth $60,000 and these people are millionaires now dogecoin and stuff too the- crazy yeah, the the problem is is if you have that many bitcoins and you sell that, you since it's based on the amount of coins that are in circulation, you would take down the value drastically if you sold like 3200 of those coins. Yeah. So, <sighs> cryptocurrency works based on the amount of coins that are in circulation and they're um what what do they call it? Uh there's a certain amount of coins that can be out in circulation. I can't think of any coin that's actually hit the maximum amount yet. Yeah. Because I think Bitcoin you can still mine. Yeah. But it's getting super close. Cryptocurrency, uh, the Bitcoin's getting pretty close. I know, um, I don't think Ethereum is close yet, but it, it is nice. But once it hits that limit, then it's just basically what's in circulation. And the question is, is when it hits that limit, does it add more value to it or does it just stay where it is at because there's no more being made or mined. I think the value would stay where it's at. I I think this is where kind of a lot of people get confused with cryptocurrency because they kind of treat it like the stock market um, because that is kind of the closest thing we have kind of to it. But a lot of people like, I don't know, it's kind of like stocks, but it doesn't run like stock like the system how we buy and sell and you know it goes up and down is kind of based off stocks but it's not based off like a company if they do good or if they do well or even if uh, you know coins themselves do good or bad it's kind of yeah mostly 
is it being used is it not being used that's kind of what it's more based off of um and just how many people kind of are invested yeah and the another crazy thing about um cryptocurrency is how crazy it is that it can be manipulated especially when it comes down to a very high figure which in this case would be elon musk talking about dogecoin or shiba inu coin and then that makes the prices go skyrocketing until he says something negative about it and then the prices drop drastically so you can see how that can be manipulated very easily yeah which i mean it can be the same way with the stock market but i feel like it's a lot harder to do that with the stock market than it is with cryptocurrency yeah because a cryptocurrency is more available for everybody Whereas um, the stock exchange is a little harder for people to get into. That is a good point. I feel like it is. I don't know. It depends. I feel like the stocks don't crash and go up, you know, like Elon Musk that, you know, experience because I don't know. I I feel like because a lot of more people are more into it, like, I don't know, they just they stick with their guts and stuff. They don't really care about what other people say. But a lot of people that are into cryptocurrency, they are more invested and like more support it. Like they're not doing it for like a business or for a living. They do it more for like a hobby. So they based it more on people's opinions and stuff. You can go both ways, though, because New York Stock Exchange is more people doing it for a living, doing it for corporations doing it for uh just like that movie uh living on wall street or something like that yeah like people do it for a living they have to go based on what people say they're gonna listen to others what they recommend um whereas cryptocurrency everybody's on their own like they don't care what they're gonna do i mean i never really listened to anybody (laughs) wish i did because i would have bought them uh gamestop stocks (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so i mean if you were to get into cryptocurrency like what ones would you invest or support lately i mean there's of course that coin ethereum um those two are kind of the main two ones that are going on i wouldn't really i would probably invest in them but i feel like they're oversaturated probably i don't know probably a safe bet but i'm more interested in litecoin seems really interesting it's not too expensive to get into that's one thing i like about it too and it's going up so far relatively so i don't know i would probably pick litecoin if i was to pick one or a couple um bitcoin would be great but it's kind of way too expensive it's kind of like the same with amazon uh stock and you know tesla stock it's like oh yeah pay a thousand to get one stock yeah Um, what ones would you kind of invest in if you could i mean the one i wanted to invest in for the longest time and i still want to um is ravencoin um not really invest but mine it's um the ravencoin is actually super easy to mine but the problem is is trying to get a compatible wallet to actually get all those coins in that's the big issue that i'm having right now with it and i i just kind of gave up on that but um another one that kind of caught my attention when i was kind of going through my coinbase wallet was uh, uh fetch.ai it's a uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning based blockchain platform populated with digital twins 
So it, it was, I, I, I wish I can get into Coinbase right now, but I can't because their whole system's completely down. So it kind of makes it fun, but I, I just remember fetch.ai was a pretty good coin. They gave me some for free. So, but I kind of like the cause there's, there's some interesting Coinbase coins that you can earn for free that like you'll go through the whole thing, like what they're, what the purpose is of them and a lot of this stuff. And I mean, some of them are really interesting. Like, yeah, you got this Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Bitcoin cash. You got all these like mainstream, like cliche coins that people are mining, like no tomorrow. But I mean like this other, these other coins that like the free ones on Coinbase have a very interesting reason why they're trying to put themselves out there like there was uh, one that was based on trying to convert all your cryptocurrencies in a single transaction without many fees so it's just a singular fee very small amount of fee and it would be transferred whatever so like you say bitcoin into this coin and then you transfer that coin to whatever and so it's a lot of them are just to make life your life easier. So a lot of these like smaller ones that you've never heard of would probably be my go-tos. Um, I still think Doge and Shiba Inu, but I had to sell those, but you know, whatever. It was surprising when those exploded. Like a lot of people were surprised, but I don't know. I, I still don't think they'll come back. I think it was just a one-time kind of, oh, it's funny. Let's do it. Kind of like with the GameStop uh, stock market. <laughs> But I I, I don't know. It might come back. Um, It might, but who knows? Yeah. Um, Based off that, though, where do you think cryptocurrency, like not a certain type, but just as a whole, do you think it's going to go anywhere? Do you think people will keep on hopping in and it will grow? Or do you think people will probably just give up on it and just not stick with it well obviously it's gonna stay here because it's the online trading currency that is um untraceable i mean it's to to a certain point it is traceable but yeah (laughs) traceable to a certain but i mean i i i remember reading that uh i think it was biden that wanted to try to learn more about bitcoin so that it could be more of a currency that we could use everywhere. But even then, yeah. there's still ATMs that you can still go use your Bitcoins there. You can use Bitcoins in like convenience stores like 7-Elevens I've seen before or like some kind of convenience store on the corner. Like it will be interesting if you can use cryptocurrency sometime to pay for gasoline. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And honestly, yeah, like I kind of agree like I think cryptocurrency has a purpose. I do think it will go somewhere. It's just, it's very hard. It's kind of, yeah, just getting the people to get invested in it kind of, or like even to get people thinking about it. But there's a lot of uses for it, but it's kind of sketchy sometimes too, because like Google and Tesla, they're like, oh, we'll start accepting uh, cryptocurrencies. But then they said yes. And then like, I think a couple months after they're like, oh, no, we we're not accepting cryptocurrency anymore. So like they're big companies that want to do it, but then they give up on it. So I don't know why specifically they give up on it. Yeah, I remember that. It's probably because it's not a steady market of price, I guess, because you can you can get. So with Tesla, I feel like one of the big issues was 
is that they're like, all right, we'll start accepting Bitcoin. We start accepting Bitcoin at, say, $60,000 $60, per coin. They pay for a $120,000 Tesla with two Bitcoins. Then the next week after that, that two Bitcoins, that was worth $120,000 around approximately, is now worth, let's say, $95,000. So they lost that $30,000 in just that short amount of time. It's just yeah. a very unsteady and unpredictable market. It, it's it, it's really hard to incorporate that into businesses, major businesses, that is, like Microsoft or Tesla. So, I mean, I can see where they were trying to come from. I feel like what I would probably do if I was them is that if you're paying with any kind of cryptocurrency that you would have to pay a hard debt, which meaning... If something costs twenty thousand dollars, you're gonna have to pay one point five times what that's already worth in cryptocurrency. So no matter what, you won't you have that wiggle room of point five percent before you start losing money. Yeah, or they could just cash out the Bitcoin right away if we still have you know dollar money and stuff. Do you know how hard that would be to try to cash out a hundred and twenty thousand dollars on Bitcoin? That's the that's the major issue about millionaires that have bitcoins is they can't really cash it. I thought that was easy to cash cryptocurrency. No. No. And the amount of fees that would come with that as well. Yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's a a hard market. It's... I I just remember hearing that even these millionaires with Bitcoins that have a lot of Bitcoins, like, they can't really... Yeah, they can pay for things and stuff like that on the internet, but, like, until, like, places, like, big places start accepting Bitcoin, I think it's going to be pretty hard for them to even spend the amount of Bitcoins they have bought in the beginning because they can't really cash it out because I think even on Coinbase, I think there's a a maximum cash out of, like, $5,000 or something or $10,000 or, I, I don't know, I can't check, but, but yeah, if you've got... 32 bitcoins at what is it like fifty thousand dollars a piece that's what five ten fifteen one hundred around one hundred sixty thousand dollars yeah like you're not gonna be able to get that out in cash i don't know it's interesting though i i don't know i still think it's going to go somewhere because kind of like what we said with like the dollar bill and stuff like we wanted something light or we wanted to like why we switch to you know the bills and I think I feel like we're at that stage again where we're like, oh, let's do crypto because like now we don't have to carry anything. It's all online. It's all digital. Um, So that would help a lot. And like even nowadays, like with COVID, like we don't really use cash. Like we all have, you know, credit cards that we use and everything is already kind of all digital anyways with it being untraceable is kind of handy, too. But yeah, so I think I think cryptocurrency is going to be the next one. That's in line from so it's materialistic to bills and coins, and now it's going to be bills and coins to cryptocurrency. The it's just a matter of when and if the market will be stable enough for it to actually become a global kind of thing. Yeah, but I remember hearing that China did ban cryptocurrency, which also drastically dropped a lot of prices on cryptocurrency. So I don't know if that ban is still in place, but I think it might be. Because it is China. I so. wonder why they banned it, though. I wonder if it was just like too many minors, or I don't know. <sighs> no, I feel like it's more because it's a, a American thing. 
So I, I don't know. I would have to do more elaborate research on it, but that makes sense. Yeah. So <clears throat> cryptocurrency, we both agree, is kind of cool. It has a purpose. What's your thoughts on M NFTs? Because that's kind of related. I don't know. I I I think of them separate. Um, um I mean, they're both they're separate, but they are yeah. kind of the same thing. It's just that NFTs are more, it's an investment. Whereas cryptocurrency yeah. is an investment. You don't get anything in return other than you have numbers on your screen. <laughs> NFTs, you basically have a physical object of that investment. And digital, not physical. No, it's either physical or digital. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can get physical stuff. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of uh, artists will do nfts to support their uh, artwork and you can get like a physical thing of their artwork or like a digital print or okay. something like that i mean they do some really cool work for some nfts okay. and i mean i would be interested in getting some nfts but yeah i mean i haven't done much research on nfts i know my fiance was showing me a lot of videos about nfts and how these people make like really cool custom gifts for these people that buy NFTs from them to support his work. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on NFTs? I think the concept's cool in a couple cases. I kind of like what you're, you're explaining and stuff. Like if you're supporting artists or even like, um, I haven't seen any like music artists or anything, but like if it was like, like music cover art, supporting people would be cool with NFTs. But when like someone talks about NFTs and they're like, oh, cool, I want to own this or I want to have ownership. So they buy the NFT to get ownership. I feel like that's kind of a dumb reason because that's kind of is why you're paying money is to own something, to own a digital or physical sometimes now. Okay, so here's the textbook definition of an NFT. NFT stands for non-fungible token. And according to Merriam-Webster, an NFT is a unique digital identifier that cannot be copied, substituted, or subdivided that is recorded in a blockchain and that is used to, <clears throat> used to certify authenticity and ownership as of a specific digital asset and specific rights relating to it. So it's basically like cryptocurrency. It's just physical so the blockchain is that artist and you pay money for their nfts and so whatever they put out into the circulation accumulates more um what, what do you want to call it uh fandom it, it just gathers up more people that will want this um artist to do an nft which will make the nfts that other people have more valuable and then once the artist stops making nfts then those nfts that are already in circulation will become more um, sought out and worth more so you can see how it relates to a cryptocurrency whereas the blockchain is the artist and the buyers are buying not a token but an nft or a physical or digital asset yeah but that's a whole hard thing, too, is like because, yeah, like you said, like you're buying the own ownership of that NFT, but technically you still don't own it because like a lot of the lawsuits are not lawsuits, I would say. But like if you buy an NFT, you can't sell that image on like a T-shirt or like you can't make profit off of it. No, you can't you can't reproduce it like you can sell it as is, but you can't reproduce that. Yeah, exactly. because that's 
they're right. Yeah, true. As an artist. So it's it's like saying you take a Bitcoin and you try to duplicate it and then sell that duplicated coin. That's highly illegal. True. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. OK. So just because you bought that doesn't mean you can just reproduce it, put it on a yeah, T-shirt true. and sell it. So that that's the resemblance between the two cryptocurrency and nfts do you see yeah. how those you kind think of, of it more as like other, yeah right? bitcoin kind of just multiple people owning bitcoin and then yeah that bitcoin just being yeah exactly so um all right sean you have anything else sad do not i am tired and it's late <laughs> yeah it is it's been a late yeah. night i mean this was our late night uh podcast so that was that's great all right cool well uh that sums up this whole episode this week's episode thank you for uh listening um and if you listened to our last week's episode thank you very much uh to those uh what was it like yeah, 21 or 22 between those numbers um yeah so email us your questions or comments about this episode our last episode or any future episodes just email at us at deep thoughts theories at uh, gmail.com that's deep thoughts and theories but without the end and uh just to refresh we have new episodes every week on sunday that'll do it for this episode i see you guys next week all right bye